Starting and sustaining a business is hard. Whether you're just beginning or have been at it for a while and need a pick-me-up, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories from others on how to keep going and laugh while you learn. Here is your host, Joe Hausman. Hello and welcome to Go For It. This is Joe. So glad you're back with me today, this week, this month, and this year. My goodness, how time flies when we are having fun. So as you know, I am your business uh, life, business and life coach, really, but also I'm a real estate investor. And so today we're going to have uh, some exciting guests come on and talk to us. But first, remember, I love to mentor and coach. And you guys have been so fantastic about sending me messages and just knowing like how this show is like impacting your lives all around the world. And I so appreciate that from each and every one of you. So if you're in need of a mentor or coach, definitely reach out to me, joehosman.com. Or you can also message me here on um, my Voice America page. Lots of people do that as well. So I'd love to have, you know, connect with you and also to be able to like set up a coaching program with you if you're interested in doing some real estate investing or even setting up a different business. And also um, I'm a speaker, which gosh, I know in these pandemic times we do it virtually now, which is kind of exciting or not exciting depending on how you are. But I love that face-to-face interaction, but also I also know we all have to stay safe. So we do it uh, over Zoom. So you can go to joehosman.com and there is a free download for you there called The Power of a Positive Mindset. Seven steps you can start today to have a powerful mindset. Woo, wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, It is awesome, actually. So today I have wonderful, wonderful friends on the line with me. And I'm just so honored that they are coming on the show today. So it's Curtis Drake and Ryan Pettit. I met them in June of 2019 at, so I go to the real estate guys radio, go to a lot of their events. And these guys were also there and part of their events. So uh, Curtis and Ryan are successful entrepreneurs and seasoned real estate investors with over 10 years of experience. Now I'm just going to say this cause I'm older to me. They're really young, but <laughs> so I'm going to call them young men, <laughs> but I'm just, that's that's how I am. They have real estate portfolio across 25 markets in agriculture, hospitality, residential, and land throughout the U.S. and internationally. That's the best part. I love doing international. Curtis has vast experience managing sales and operation teams at a Fortune 500 company, while Ryan is a certified project manager professional with PMI and is well-versed at leading multi-million dollar initiatives. Their core values are to be passionate, authentically accountable, impactful, resourceful and to always seize the day with the mission of impacting people's financial position through mutually beneficial solutions. I love that. Curtis and Ryan live in Portland, Oregon and enjoy traveling the U.S. and abroad to experience local markets as well as traditions. And Curtis and Ryan, welcome to Go For It. Thanks so much, Joe, and happy birthday month. I know, right? Gotta love the happy birthday month. You two both just had birthdays, so, you know, we always have to celebrate, don't Even though the celebrations look different this year, we still have to celebrate. Exactly. So I just like doing it, no, I just like doing exactly. it all month long. Yeah, so we'll have to have you on, on an upcoming call here, the, our, our virtual happy hour. We'll, we'll have to have the, the July celebration just, just for your birthday month. That's right. So Ryan and Curtis, during all this whole pandemic, they decided to put on a virtual happy hour for this group that we're in. And it, they are so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Maybe 
maybe too much. No, there's never too much fun. It's just been a blast. And it's also getting to know people on a different level, which is even better than I ever expected. So I appreciate you guys taking the initiative to do that. And then you also do these virtual cash flow games, which we can get into that here in a little bit. But as we first start off with the show, I always like to ask people, and my wonderful guests as you guys are, how did you ever get started in real estate investing? And why did it even interest you to do it? Yeah, and, and I'd say that, hey, we've had two different paths. I'll, I'll start and kick it over to, to Curtis. Uh, but uh, I myself, I, I kind of accidentally fell into it. In, in college, uh, ended up uh, w- working with my parents and partnering with them to to purchase a, a property and, and lived in it from my sophomore to my senior year and rented out the other rooms and, and effectively almost lived you know rent-free, uh, just, just paying some of the, the utilities. But kind of got uh, out of, of college and transitioned into corporate environment and then really didn't do much over a course of several years uh, and, and then kind of had this, this major life-changing moment uh, of, of being laid off and, and unemployed. And uh, that's kind of the, the point in, in which uh, Curtis and I kind of buckled down to, to increase our portfolio and then also uh, start some active businesses in, in real estate as well. And, and so, Curtis, I know your, your path is a little bit different than mine. Yeah, yeah. So um, I started out, so at, in high school, my family actually bought a fixer, like a, a farmhouse, you know, that was, that was in, in rural South Carolina. And it was just, it was a, a fixer location. And, and um, I was kind of something just kind of watching uh, my parents as, as they were, were going through through this and it was it was just a fascinating ordeal and being able to to come in buy an asset for for under market value add value and then just bump that equity was was really interesting to me it, it sparked you know that fire in my belly and so continued that went you know did go through through college and you know exiting college getting into the to the real world and, and starting a, a full-time job um, went through Robert Kiyosaki's uh, training there with with the rich dad folks and um, just kind of learned a little bit more about about real estate and just kind of continued from from that standpoint we've um, you know and then Ryan and I once once we started doing that together uh, that was something that we just kind of focused on in the early stages as, as single family houses and and grew from there. I was going to say, how did you start off? Did you start off with single family? That seems to what most people do. They start off with a single family home. Yes, yes. So we did um, you know, basically that. It's kind of the, the Burr method and, and um, you know, bought, you know, just with the ability to, to add some uh, equity into into the, the rehab and then, um renovate it, you know, just and refinance, put a tenant in place and then move on to, to the next one. And uh, that was kind of how the early acquisitions were, were handled. Mm-hmm. So together, you've been doing it over 10 years together as a partnership? Close to it. We've been in, in partnership about eight years, and oh, okay. then uh, we, we kind of were, were doing a little bit on our own uh, prior to that. And, and so actually, when we first met, Curtis had a, a couple of properties, and then um, I, I still had the one from, from college as well uh, that was being rented out. 
So what a great thing, I mean, from your college days, what a great way to learn like right away. Then you knew when other people were living there that, you know, it was helping you pay the rent or pay the mortgage that you're basically living almost, you know, rent free, which is fantastic. Because I know, I'm just going to tell you, when I went and rented with some girlfriends in college, that was not the case. (laughs) But I also did not own the house. Uh, It turned into kind of a party house and um, there was some possibly fees had to be paid at the end. So that's all I'm going to put it out there for. So, but, it, but unfortunately yeah. the house was in my name under the rental agreement. So guess who got stuck with the bills? But anyway, uh, that's, for, that's another story for another time. <laughs> so I wish I yeah, would have been and, and, smart enough to buy it. But of course it wasn't for sale at that time. But if I would have, you know, had my druthers about us, I would have, you know, bought a house and then rented it out. Maybe had a little bit more, um, empathy for um the owner so anyway go ahead go ahead brian <laughs> yeah I, I, and, and i'd say hey it was a great opportunity and looking back a huge learning experience because at the time it was more about how do i not pay you know as much for for rent and and actually put it towards equity in a house and and uh then really the the light bulb and the realization didn't go off as to what real estate can afford you until going through, you know, more of that personal situation of, of having that financial impact of, of being laid off and, and really, you know, kind of Curtis and I making that decision of we're, we're not going to be held by the shackles of, of someone else of, you know, forcing us to, to rely on a, a corporation and, and really just trying to build our own personal wealth and, and, and finance and ha- always having that backup plan. So that became kind of more of the, the driving force as, as we, we continued. Mm-hmm. And what, that's, a, that's a great attribute to have. It really is. Because I know when I was in college, it was just, and I've always been very good with money, but it was just getting, you know, trying to always get ahead. And, it was, and I didn't have, I wish I would have had that Werenthal back then. I mean, I knew people, we have a lot of family friends that did very, very, very well in real estate investing and possibly back then, but I'm really glad. So uh, you guys went through Robert Kiyosaki's. Did you go through his program? Cause I just read his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but you guys actually went through this program then. Yeah. Yeah. So went through the Rich Dad uh, training um, that, that was there and yeah, that was, that was kind of, it was neat. Um, you know, it's just an accountability standpoint and having, you know, a, a person that was assigned and just kind of going through that, um, transact, you know, through, through a couple, you know, it was like over a course of a year. And so you just had this person that you, you know, you're able to, to kind of have, have a mentor look through different deals, have an accountability um, call that was kind of set up. And, and that was just really key. Um, I think that that kind of helped. Um, yeah, absolutely, continue have that some events. Yeah, to keep the momentum going, I think, especially when there's a lot of questions and concerns and wondering what you should do next, or wondering if the contract is right, or wondering whatever the case may be. But having that mentor and that coach in your corner is always, always, always key to have that. Like I wouldn't be where I'm at today without a lot of mentors and coaches I've had in my life. But also within this last year of going to the real estate guys and meeting you and a bunch of other people and just expanding the mindset and 
it's just been such a blessing for me to be able to go and just meet everybody that I've met. And now with this whole pandemic, we, you know, you guys put on the virtual happy hours. I've met even more people and um, getting involved with different groups. It really is. And just changes your mind. It changes your whole thinking, which is really great. I think. Yeah, How long have you guys been with amazing. the real estate guys? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. We've been a, oh, no, that's fine. We're, we've been affiliated with the, the real estate guys for about three years now. Okay. And, and kind of related to, to what you were saying, it, it, it's, that's been almost the pivotal, pivotal moment where it's been transformational of finding those like-minded abundance mindset folks. And really so many people that we met initially at, uh, at, at the group with the real estate guys and expanding into Kyle Wilson's inner circle and, and could just continuing to, to build up that network. A lot of those folks are now what we consider family and, and what we've created in those close ties and really presenting more and more opportunities and, and building up us from a, um, a personal development standpoint as well. Yeah, and exactly. And being with Kyle Wilson's, you know, inner circle has just been, wow, been key for sure, you know, and they're such givers. And that's the one great thing about it, too, is and the mindset. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes um, some people that I know are be like, why are you doing what you're doing? And I, sometimes I feel like I'm, well, I don't so much anymore, but maybe when I was younger, I'd be like, I don't know, why am I doing this? Because I want more for my life. I want more for my family. I want... You know, I want to leave a legacy, and I don't know if that's how you guys feel, but that's how I feel, and I want to be able to give back more as well and help people along the way and in the process. Absolutely. I think that, that part of this, this year, you know, at, at the, you know, the tail end of last year at Kyle's event, and then um, Robert Helms was, was kind of talking through word of the year, word of the decade, mm-hmm. and um, that, was, that was something that, that really resonated with us. And that, that we applied to to the business, and that was you know our, for for the the decade was is impact, and and that is something that that we want to to do, and and by surrounding ourselves with, with these these great groups and and challenging our, ourselves, um, growth happens. But then being able to have that impact and and being able to to apply that uh, to to various different components is is what what it's all about for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And just, again, being around, you know, I wouldn't be in probably that same mindset if I wasn't around those same people and around you guys and around a bunch of the other ones. It's just, it's, I treasure, well, now, of course, we can't go to the live events, but even the virtual events, I treasure those just because there's so much wisdom that even comes out of those. And even though sometimes I get a little Zoom fatigued, it's really good to um, be able to jump on there and be able to listen and really learn from other people and then ask questions too as we go. So um, we have about three minutes until break. So, but I do want to just touch on a little bit when you, you know, when you started with those, with the real estate guys um, and you started really expanding your mindset, have you, and I don't know how I'm going to say this, have you bought more now that you've been with these guys or has it just been steady all along the way? Do you have a certain, um, how many doors you want to have? Do you have a certain dollar amount you want to get to? What is? How does that look for you guys? Yeah, I, I'd say over the course of the the past three years, we we've definitely seen an upward trend, and and I think it really relates 
to kind of challenging the, the, the our you know status quo and and pushing us beyond what we were originally considered a ceiling and and that that encouragement and, and the mentorships and and kind of taking this uh, different perspectives and you know we were were able to to successfully participate and, and um, put together a, a syndication for a resort property and that you know, drastically changed our, our portfolio and, and the ability to, to work with other investors on, on that opportunity. And, and, and really, year after year, we've seen increase. And, and in fact, um, we went to the, the goals event uh, for the second time this year. And, uh, you know, we realized after the first time of attending, it was our best year ever. ever. And then after the second time, we're, we're you know, kind of seeing the same trend. And so it, it's amazing to see that, that transformation and, and uh, you know, really just, just tying that into what it means from a growth potential. Mm-hmm. And when we come back after break, I'll actually talk about, you know, how I've done since, yeah, because it's been a year now, because it was June of 2019 when I went to, and I'm so glad you said that because just getting around the right people with the right mindset and the right opportunities. And I was so proud of you guys when they called you up on stage for your first syndication. I'm like, yay, that's Ryan and Curtis. So I was really proud of you guys for that. That is exciting. <laughs> it's really. So when we come back after break, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk a lot more with Ryan and Curtis and really delve into like how they're structured their days, you know, with the working and trying to find the deals and all that. And also I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about how, how um, things have went for me too, because it really has um, changed my whole line of thinking. So ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. I have a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Learn how to maximize your business through the art of a mastermind. Being in a mastermind group can help propel you farther in life and business. Plus, you can also help others in their life and business. A mastermind group is defined as a peer-to-peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems with input and advice from the other group members. Since you are listening to the show, there is a place for you in my next mastermind group. For more information, visit johosman.com. Are you tired of being just the status quo? Are you tired of not earning what you are worth? Most of my clients have fear to blame for that. Overcoming fear and feeling empowered helps navigate you to becoming your better self. As one of my clients says, Joe, you are a shining light in a dark world. Wow, that says a lot. Let's get you going to becoming your better self and recognizing when fear and obstacles come into your life. We all have fear and we need to overcome it in order to go for it. Let's help propel you to live your best life. Contact me at johosman.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now, back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It. 
Uh, this is Joe with my wonderful guests, Ryan and Curtis. And you guys know how much I love coffee. And I just took a drink of coffee. And now it's making me cough. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so I'm going to try to get through this without coughing anymore. <laughs> anyway, so before the break, um, Ryan and Curtis were both talking about how their mind shift has shifted since they belong to the Real Estate Guys Radio, which the Real Estate Guys Radio, ladies and gentlemen, is a podcast I've been listening to for probably, I don't even remember when I started, I'm going to say six years, but you can find it on all the, you know, the iTunes, the podcast sections. Anyways, it's called the Real Estate Guys Radio, and then also Kyle Wilson's inner group, and Kyle Wilson um, is the... Um, uh, with Jim Rohn and he was uh, with Jim Rohn International so it's just so powerful and those are the people and when I went to my first Real Estate Guys radio event I was scared I mean I was brave but I was scared I went by myself and when I first walked in I sat at the very back table so I thought if I needed to ever get out of there I could just scoot right on out well that never happened I was captivated from the moment I sat down the godfather of real estate Bob Helm sat next to me and and then I met Ryan and Curtis and a bunch of other people. That's been a year ago. And since that time, I have bought and sold more real estate than I have in quite a while. And I've been contacted about a month ago from a banker about helping to develop 110 acres of land, um, some maybe some senior apartments, senior housing, and some other opportunities. It is just mind-blowing. Now, I have not done a syndication yet, but that will be in the works if this all comes to fruition. And so syndication is bringing people together and um, bringing their money together and then having them all be investors into your deal. So you guys have done that, and I'm really proud of you guys for doing that because at the Real Estate Guys, then they'll bring, um, they'll ask people to come up on stage who have done bigger deals. And so when you two did the bigger deals, I'm like, oh, that is so cool. And I'm so proud of you guys because that takes a lot of, that takes a lot of guts, you know, to do that. And so, but I want to, I want to get to that, but first of all, I want to get to how do you structure your day? So if you're working, cause I have a lot of people that ask me, how do you do this while you're working a full-time job or even a part-time job? How does that, how does the days look for you and how does all that work into like looking for real estate plus working plus traveling, plus doing all that. Yeah, so I, mean, I can start off with, with it. For, for me, like uh, just having a good grasp on, on my calendar and just being very religious about time blocking and saying, mm-hmm. all right, this, this time is allocated for this task and not deviating from that. And, you know, if, it, if I allocate an hour to, to you know, looking at, at um, different opportunities that kind of come, come our way than not, you know, not taking, you know, an hour and a half or, or anything like that, you know, just kind of being very stringent about um, holding myself accountable to, to that um, time block. But yeah, there, there's definitely a lot more. I mean, we still have the, the W2 jobs. And so there's still a lot of structuring that, that goes in, into place, you know, um, before, before the, the workday, uh, during, during, um, you know, any types of breaks and then even, even after on, on the weekends. I mean, uh, it is definitely, uh, you know, just a juggling act to, to make sure that we, you know, are, are progressing the, the business forward and, um, being able to, to just leverage, you know, the, the time to, to the best of the abilities there. Um, we'll say that, you know, just in, in talking with like some of my peers, some of our peers, 
that you know there's there's probably there's a lot less uh, Netflix watching or, or binge watching that, that goes on. Uh, um, there's you know during during our downtime that it is mostly you know with, with networking or, or playing these these uh, virtual cash flow games or mm-hmm. um, sitting by you know sitting sitting and, and discussing different opportunities and, and how we're going to move forward with with them. Yeah, that that's fantastic. And how about you, Ryan? Yeah, and, and I'd say kind of looking over the, the course of the past several years, I mean, especially as we created a, an active business initially, we were spending a lot of nights and weekends. And, um, you know, it, it was having two, two full-time, if not two and a half to three full-time jobs uh, and, and just really getting things set up. And, and what we've done is, hey, we've we've had to create a team. So we have a full-time um, manager that, that supports us with the business operations. We have some um, virtual assistants that, that we've worked with. Uh, we, we go out and look for third-party support, uh, whether it's from a, an accounting and bookkeeping and, and legal team. And it, it's really just creating that, that uh, team and environment and then making sure you, you have the, the systems and processes in place. And it, it's not something that, that happens overnight, but, but now – you know, especially as, as Curtis mentioned, the, the time blocking, uh, you know, really just making sure that as you've got that time available, you're making the productive use and you're thinking about what are those uh, key things that need to happen and occur in order to move the needle. What are those essentially what we call money-making activities uh, that you can, can put your time and energy to, towards to make sure that, that you're ultimately successful? And I love that when you talk about having a team, because if you don't, what happens is like when I first started a business 15 years ago, I didn't have a team. I did everything on my own. But what was happening is I was spending so much of my time on the bookkeeping, on the marketing, on everything that it was taken away from, excuse me, it's taken away from my business. So I had to take a step back and then start hiring people like VAs, virtual assistants. Even though that was my business, was a virtual assistant business, I hired people to come on and um, work it with me. So I'm really glad you mentioned that because that is so key to have a team to help you. And also, they're sometimes good to um, um, uh, get ideas off of, too. Like maybe something you have never even thought of and they did. And so it really has, that really is beneficial to grow your business. Now, I love the thing about time blocking because I am a true procrastinator (laughs) and time blocking has just been my key because if I don't time block, all of a sudden the day gets away from me and I almost like, what the heck did I even get done today? So I'm really glad that you said that. And then also you said something that sometimes when you're on social media, you maybe see people that on the weekends are out, they're partying, they're, you know, on the boat or doing whatever. And you guys are dedicated. You're dedicated to your business. You're dedicated to, you know, your future. You're dedicated to moving um, forward in your business and moving the needle forward. And I so appreciate that about you guys. You're very, you know, very centered and very good about that. So, I actually could take a lot of lessons from that some days because um, some days it's not so good. <laughs> now, when you're when you're in your actual job, are you able to? Uh, do you work from home or do, are you in an office? 
Yeah, that, that's part of the, the fortunate situation for both of us is, is that we've uh, worked from home uh, for going on five years now. Oh. And uh, so, so we're able to, to manage our, our calendar and uh, really use, utilize like an integration of, of our various calendars to, to help with the time blocking. And, and you know, if you, you look at the combined calendar, it looks a little intense sometimes, uh, but it's amazing what you can accomplish. And so really it, it's uh, managing that, that, pro- that calendar and that process and, uh, you know, making sure that you are protective over your time and, and you know, having that autonomy to, to make those decisions as to where you're going to, to um, put in your time and energy. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we have been transparent with our employers as well that we do have this business, but uh, we're, we're also high performers and, and able to execute and get what needs to be done uh, completed. Mm. Well, that's think, excellent. I think Tim... I think Tim Ferriss kind of talks about it, in, you know, in his in his four hour work week. Uh, the formula there is basically, and we did. We both used to work in, in an office, and and that was part of, you know, going through through that book. Um, he Tim outlines just, you know, hey, you know, get a job where you have that ability to kind of pare back on your on your um, your main W two job, and then you can you know just do this other this other side hustle, and and that's kind of the that's the direction that, that we've gone with it, and you know, it's just afforded more. More flexibility there. I mean, we still have to, you know, to, to manage different parts of, of that and make sure that we're doing everything we need to from that business standpoint, you know, just uh, from an employee standpoint. But then, yeah, you just have that ability to, to um, do your, you know, focus on, on our own business as well. So it's been really yeah, good. And I think well, that is really key. And that's so great that you guys were able to tell your employer that you had this side gig and that they were, they must have been okay with it because you are high performers and you get your job done. And, you know, really, basically, an employer, that's what they worry about. They want to make sure that the job is done. And um, then, you know, as long as they're happy, then that's great. Because I know when I teach college students and I teach them how to start a business, they're like, well, what if we have to work another job? And I said, well, then you do it at night. Because I know when I started, my virtual assistant business, I had a full-time job during the day, and then I just worked it at night. And that's how I started until I got enough clients, and then I went full-time with it after nine months. But what happened was, because I had to go into an office then, I was taking a lot of the work with me because I had an office with a door so I could close the door. And a couple of times, you know, they would walk in, they go, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I didn't have a lot of work, so then I had my other work to kind of keep me busy. So, there's always different ways around. I don't highly, I don't highly suggest that taking your other work with your, with your full-time employment. But at that time, if it's not so busy, you know, it worked for me. But the thing is, you guys are honest and you're open, and I love that because that's how people appreciate you and appreciate what you can get done. And I also liked how you said, be protective over your time. Because you never get you never get that same 24 hours back again. And all of a sudden, you might be 60 or 70 wondering what the heck happened. And so it's really important to, if you have some dreams and goals, to really start working them. And just because I know when I'm out looking for properties, and I call it driving for dollars, and I know a lot of people say that too. But for me, I'm constantly thinking and working and numbers in my head and figuring out how I can make this work. Do I need to bring in um, investors, which I might have to pick your guys' brains about because now that you've done that, 
Um, with this big project I've been talking about a little bit ago, we'll probably be bringing in investors for that. So it's uh, it's really exciting to see how you actually do the time thing and work the business also on the side. So for your regular business, you're basically, are you eight to five on that or you have different hours you can work it? Yeah, we're, we're pretty much eight to, to five. I mean, we, we historically have done a good bit of travel as well. So obviously that's a lot of times early mornings or into the evening. Um, and, and most recently, you know, sometimes having to travel over over the weekend, like Curtis um, has had to do with uh, not being able to fly and having to drive to, to some of these places. But uh, yeah, it, it's a typical Monday, Monday through Friday, um, but we're both salary as well. So that doesn't mean that, you know, you're, and out of that, of that clock either. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. So are your, most of your, because I hear this a lot too, that you should also stay local when you start investing. Are Is most of your deals local or is it, I know you do some international as well, but do you have a lot of local deals? I'd say well, we started out, so we were in South Carolina initially when we, when we first started oh, the, yeah. the whole journey. And so there, yes, we we were local and buying, you know, in, in our own backyard, and um, and that was easier. But I, I'd say that the paradigm shift kind of happened. We we moved out west uh, about six years ago to and relocated to Portland, Oregon. Prior to like when we were in in South Carolina, we were still actively managing all these properties and the tenant turnovers and just. That day to day, you're talking about like the bookkeeping, the accounting, like all of this was was us, and we're just like, all right, you see, you, you know, you see all these people that are that are doing the thing, but you know, just having our hands in it was limiting, right? And so when we moved out west, then we had, you know, we had the property management, we made sure that we had a team that was there, and that's kind of where we just had like this paradigm shift, and we're like, hey, this is, you know, this is a four hour flight back. To, to our property, like we we're not seeing this property at all, um, and then at that point we were able to to start looking at other markets that were not necessarily local to us. I mean, we we're continuing to to invest in in that market. Then we we started you know just others in the southeast and, and Midwest, and then yeah, that's also transitioned over to to some international properties as well. Mm-hmm. So we we've continued we've continued here locally a little bit. Um, the cash on cash is not, you know, as great as what we're we're seeing it from a return standpoint on on the majority of the opportunities that we see. So, you know, we we kind of just go where, wherever the the investment makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And I know a lot of people. I've talked to many people locally. They're like, I can't believe you don't invest locally. I said, Oh, I've done quite a bit locally. But like you said, Curtis, the cash on cash isn't here. And I have to go where the cash is going to make sense. You know, cash flow is king and assets are sexy, as Sharon Lecter says. And she was on my show earlier this year. (laughs) But yeah. And so I'm like, if the cash flow is not there, I can't keep a property, you know. So that part has been um, open, open my eyes and my mind to so much more. And also venturing out, you know, internationally, I, you know, you and I, uh, or you guys and myself, we invest in the same um, uh, international, the one international. And I would have never thought in a million years that Joe would ever invest internationally. But 
to me, I don't know about you guys, but to me, it was easy. They made the whole process smooth. And I was like, okay, this is, I can do this, you know, and you just have to open up your mind and open up your um, thinking and your, what you want for cash flow to um, be able to think that way. Now, also one thing that really did a paradigm shift for me, and I don't remember which event it was, maybe syndication that we went to that secrets of successful syndication, but, and I think, was it Robert or Russell? One of them said, instead of thinking how many properties I have, thinking how many doors do I want? And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was like a uh, uh, awakening for me. Cause I'm like, I'd never thought of that before. So now that's like my thinking, how many doors do I want? Do you know, do I want an apartment complex? Do I want just single family homes? You know, what is it that I want to have? So now we have about two minutes until break, but can you name just one paradigm shift that um, awakened you guys during one of their shows or, or during one of their events? I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I think, Really, um, one thing that, that really comes to mind is, is thinking about um, that, hey, Russ always says if um, you, you have to rely on the numbers, essentially. And so it, it's not about the emotional state of, of the purchase. And, and that's where a lot of folks get, get started um, of, of kind of within their, their local markets and within driving radius. And they you know, want to be able to feel and, and touch that, but it, it's more about those numbers. And, and Curtis kind of hit on the, the cash flow aspect of it, um, but, but it's also about what, you know, how does it relate to your investment portfolio and, and your investment philosophy? And, and ultimately, that's, that's kind of where we've you know, shifted into the diversification so that not all of our eggs are in one basket. And that, you know, we're not, um, you know, worried about what happens in any particular sub-market um, if the, you know, economy uh, shifts or changes. And then we've got to, the ability to spread that risk, which is more and more relevant uh, in, in today's current environment and, and thinking about, hey, we're, you know, we're having some, some tenants that are unable to pay full rent um, in, in certain markets based on job job security and, and furloughs and then, um, you know, others that are, are able to, to pay full rent and then, you know, even the international piece where, you know, some of those countries are not as impacted as, as much as the U.S. So it, it's all about that balancing act and it kind of, it kind of turns um, into that, that analysis of what the numbers are and, and does it make sense. Well, and, and um, we do have to take a break. So when we come back, we're going to talk more about that too. But ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to call in and have a question for the show, we'd love to have you um, call in. The number is one 472 5788 And ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google. Play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Are you tired of being just the status quo? Are you tired of not earning what you are worth? Most of my clients have fear to blame for that. Overcoming fear and feeling empowered helps navigate you to becoming your better self. As one of my clients says, Joe, you are a shining light in a dark world. 
Wow, that says a lot. Let's get you going to becoming your better self and recognizing when fear and obstacles come into your life. We all have fear and we need to overcome it in order to go for it. Let's help propel you to live your best life. Contact me at joehosman.com. I have a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Learn how to maximize your business through the art of a mastermind. Being in a mastermind group can help propel you farther in life and business. Plus, you can also help others in their life and business. A mastermind group is defined as a peer-to-peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems with input and advice from the other group members. Since you are listening to the show, there is a place for you in my next mastermind group. For more information, visit joehosman.com. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to Joe at joehausman.com. That's J O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It. This is Joe with my wonderful guests, Curtis Drake and Ryan Pettit. You guys are just so awesome. Um, Like I said, it's just been a pleasure watching you and being able to just see all the accomplishments you guys have done in your real estate investing. And um, so you guys also have a really good, and people are, I think more and more people are doing this now, but so on, on the show, sometimes my dogs are loud. They've actually been pretty good today, but sometimes they, um, you know, will bark. So just during break where they were just talking because Ryan and Curtis also have chickens, right? And so one of the <laughs> girls want, almost wanted to be on the show. <laughs> so what are some of the other projects you guys are working on that you do on the side along with your real estate investing? Yeah, so I think that that, was a, that's, that is definitely, we've had a lot more time at the, the house here the last several months. And, and that's something that, that we have focused a lot on with, you know, just the, the, the homesteading piece. We've got, we've had the chickens here for about five, five or so years. Um, okay. so we, we've done some of those projects, um, you know, just building them a new house and everything this, this summer. Um, we spent a lot of time out in the garden. Uh, we do have, we, you know, in, in with this whole gardening thing, we, we started doing like an aquaponics system, which is growing oh, yeah. plants in, in water with the, with the goal of, hey, they will use 90% less water than um, traditional soil-grown vegetables. So, and they, they just kind of live in harmony with, with the fish. So that's, in, that's something that, that we've been doing as, as a project here over, over the last few months as well. So that's, that's in its infancy and, you know, just kind of toying with that idea. Like, how do we, because that's something, you know, we've got the house that uh, we did a remodel here, uh, started the end of last year, and then we effectively made this into a, our primary residence made it into to two different units, and we're able to, to um, short-term rental one piece of, uh, you know, one half of the house. And something that, you know, everybody that's kind of reached out to us has been expressing interest in that agriculture component, the homesteading. And they're like, oh, this is so neat. And then they book these long stays. And we're like, hey, there's something here 
and that's still in like a proof of concept and everything, but um, that's definitely something that's got our wheels turning and like, how can we continue this? And, you know, obviously these guests are, are appreciating that. So how can we, how can we continue that and, and grow that component as well? Mm-hmm. Curtis and I have talked about doing a wine, wine thing. Mm-hmm. I think we should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> holy buckets, Curtis, we could be doing this wine, you know, and then selling the wine. <laughs> holy buckets, yes. <laughs> I had to throw that in there because Curtis thinks, I don't know if that must be a Midwestern slang or so. I don't know. But um, I say holy buckets all the time. <laughs> I i don't know why I have wine on the brain already, but when you start talking about, you know, hydroponics and all that, all of a sudden for some reason. So I will tell you, uh, there was a gentleman here. Well, I don't know about gentleman. He's in prison now, but he um, he was going to do an hydro. What's that called? Hydroponics. And um, he raised. Yeah, I don't so hydroponics know. is without the fish. Aquaponics would be with with fish. Oh, okay. So it must have been hydroponics. Anyway, raised I don't know, million or two million, and ended up. Um, but it's a big interest, and I know it's a big interest around here because he was able to raise the money, and they did big stories on him and stuff like that. Unfortunately, he he, you know, embezzled the money and is now is in prison. But. Just the way that they talked about it so much and that the way that they were really giving it a lot of attention before before the embezzlement. But that really has a lot of people's attention and really getting to um, get into more of that part of um, the growing process, I think is fantastic. So if you have a you know love for that or if that really is getting into your core being, I think, you know, just go for it. And then also, I love the idea that you partitioned off part of your house into short-term, like an Airbnb almost? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. it's an Airbnb space. And, and essentially, I mean, we, we have a, a daylight basement and, and space that we never used before and, and just uh, built it out into a permitted uh, space and, and livable. And so it is, is completely separated its own entrance and exit from from the, the main part of the house. And and guests are staying there and, and enjoying the, the property and uh, being able to, to have a, a place that's in a nice residential community. Mm-hmm. Very good. Oh, my gosh. You guys, I know somebody around here, too, that her husband had to go off to Afghanistan, I believe. And so she redid their basement. Same thing. Totally, um, totally separate entrance and everything. And she said she's been, even through the pandemic, she kept full. She said few people cancel, but other than that, she's kept full the whole time. So I think it's fantastic that people are still getting out and they're still, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> see that coffee just does it to me every time, um, that they're still renting through the Airbnb and um, going with you guys. I th- well, and, you know, who wouldn't want to, you know, be there? Are they able to see your chickens too? Yeah, yeah, I just they, get, they get the first hand that they get to be spoken to by, by the girls as, as well. So yeah, that's something that we've included is like, um, you know, we've included some of the eggs um, and we'll put it in the refrigerator, you know, prior to to their arrival. So they have the the fresh eggs and they, have the, they get to go and kind of walk out there. The, they're right out beside them. So they'll, they can go hang out with the chickens if they want. Uh, they walk by the garden. Had one, one um, guest ask, you know, while he was staying if he could if he could do stuff in in the garden so that was that was interesting and we're like oh okay and so we keep getting these these comments and um that's something you know just kind of sets a little bit different than than an experience than they would have had you know 
at a, at a different property down the road. So, so it's definitely, like I said, we just got our, our wheels turning and we're like, how can we, you know, replicate this and, and continue, continue that piece of it. Oh, I think it's, I think it's great. So in the last couple of minutes, why don't you just tell us a little bit, um, do they usually come and stay for a week? Do they come for a couple of days? Are they, because I know a lot of people are interested in like the Airbnb space. Are they able to use laundry? Do they have their own laundry? How does that, how does that work? Yeah, it's it's actually interesting and ironic. Uh, the folks that are staying here currently are going through a remodel and live just down the street. Oh. And uh, a very similar situation that, that we had uh, about six months ago of, of having to move out of the house due to, to a remodel. And, and so they're able to, to stay close by and have all the amenities. Uh, so our, our property, it has a, a kitchenette. Um, so you're able to, to cook the, the only thing, you know, it doesn't have is a full size stove, but has a cooktop and, and as well a convection, a tabletop oven and, uh, then full size fridge and washer and dryer. So, uh, they've got all the, the amenities that they, that they need. Oh, very nice. Very, and do, so do they usually stay for a weekend? Do they usually stay for a week, two weeks? How long? Well, these guys are probably staying longer, but your average tenant, how long do they usually stay? Yeah, so we yeah, went through like about Tim Hubbard's training about, um, I don't know, like, so Tim Hubbard has the, the oh, rest yeah. method. Um, he's in Kyle Wilson's group with us as well, and we hung out with him at the Investor Summit at Sea. But um, we went through his his training here at the beginning of the year, and that was what we were expecting is like a two- to three-day, uh, turn, you know, just short-term thing. And, and what he's seen as an interesting trend is that people – you're, are, are you know, extending their stays a little bit longer. So that's where, um, you know, five to seven days or even two weeks, I think, is um, is what we're seeing is, is just a longer short-term rental, you know. And, you know, we've had we've had a few that have, like like Ryan was mentioning, it's just the, the monthly request, which is, which is interesting. So. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. You never know what people need. You never know what they want or they need. And so when you're able to supply that for them, that's always a good thing. So congratulations. I forgot Tim has that training. Tim Hubbard is uh, in our in Kyle Wilson's group, the same group that I'm in with these guys. And then he does short-term rentals all across the country. Or is he, is he, he's in the United States and also some other countries. But um, he, he, he's just an expert in the short-term rental space. He really is. And I'm assuming the training is fantastic too. No, it it, is, it's definitely. really cool because then you actually get to go see like a handful of, of his properties there. Um, when he did the training, we were in Memphis, so we we're able to to actually go and and you know it's one thing to be in in the actual learning it you know in in the conference room, but then to be able to have that component where you're physically able to to go visit the properties. Um, and you know, again, just kind of visualize that and and apply it to, to real world is was key. Right. So, and I want to thank you guys too because in January when we were at the goals retreat, the real estate guys have a goals retreat every January, and I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It gets you clear on your goals. But and I don't, I think somehow I got invited to it, but somehow I was with you guys. Yeah, I think. Greg maybe invited us to, but we were able to go look at that um, residential assisted living before anybody moved in. And that I had already had that in big interest. And then I went through their the residential assisted living training. And so now that's really where my heart and soul is at, even though I have other 
things to do too, but that really is where my heart and soul is too. So, and I want to thank you guys for including me in that and being able to go look at that beautiful home in Vegas that has, um, Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. Oh my gosh, that was fantastic. So anyway, we're at the end of our show and I just appreciate you guys so much for coming on. It has been such a true blessing. And what I ask my guests at, at the end of every show and, um, I, you know, you guys have given so much wisdom and so much um, knowledge is just like mind blowing. And again, I'm so proud of you guys for everything you've done. But how about some last parting words for my worldwide audience? Yeah, and, and first, uh, Joe, would like to thank you again for, for the opportunity and, and your kind words. And, and uh, we, we've enjoyed, you know, getting to, to know you and becoming close friends. And, and, and mm. kind of as I would think about our, our conversation here and kind of what, what we've talked about, really a lot of the, the, the things that we are doing and we're sh- uh, kind of shifting and, and transforming is we're, we're becoming more uh, aware of what our, our why is as well as our true passions. And we're looking at right now in, in the process, and Curtis kind of hit on it, of how do we combine the, the knowledge that we have, the experience, the teams in, in the various markets um, with, with those, those passions and, and making sure that our different businesses are working collaboratively together to, to build off of one another and create something at a larger scale that becomes a legacy type project. Um, and, and so that's where we're in the conceptual phase right now of, of developing that and, and what does it look like from a, a land and the agriculture piece and, and real estate and, and bringing in investors and, and that uh, bigger picture. And so what, what, what I'd say is encourage folks to really spend that time to reflect and think about your not only investment philosophy, but, but what are your passions and, and how is that driving you and, and how are you going to create a business around that? Uh, to, to make sure that it, it's something that, that you can leave behind to future generations or make an impact on the world that ultimately, uh, you know, leaves that, that legacy behind the, the work that you've done over the number of years. Absolutely. And thank you guys so much. Thank you for coming on today. And thank you for being my wonderful friends. It has been my true pleasure. Um, you guys just keep rocking it as well as you have. You guys are true inspirations. And I appreciate you both so much. And so, ladies and gentlemen, to reach your full potential of becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day, you can check out my website, johosman.com. And then also remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So go out and be great today. Be great always. And along the way, show some kindness and love. We all need that right now, don't we? So show some kindness and love wherever you go. Be a blessing to others. Also, if you want to get a hold of Ryan and Curtis, you can also email me and then I will forward it on to them as well. So have a great week. God bless. And we're going to see you here next week for another exciting show. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.